I'm Riker, and this is Pilot. Well, I don't know why I came here tonight. I got this feeling that something ain't right. I'm so scared in case I fall off my chair. And I'm wondering how I'll get down the stairs. Clowns to the left of me, jokers to the right. Here I am, stuck in the middle with you. I'm stuck in the middle with you. (laughs) That was pretty good. (laughs) Karaoke night here at Pilots the Podcast. I was waiting for the... I didn't realize they cut it. I was waiting for the... Yeah, you want to give it another go? That's pretty good. <laughs> no, I got it all in there. I, just, I got it out of my system. Yeah, you, what do you want to do? You want to move on? <laughs> no, that's great. <laughs> okay. That was perfect, in fact. Like I said, karaoke night. <laughs> <laughs> I love karaoke. Yeah, you do. <laughs> I should go karaoke meet some girls. No, I don't think that's the crowd. No, you're going to get a lot of young people. You want old people who just are not. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you want somebody who isn't hanging out there at any random night of the week. Right, that's the thing. She's in with her cat reading a book. (laughs) (laughs) Does it need to be a cat, though? Or a dog. Yeah, it should probably be a dog. Yeah, yeah. No judgment. <laughs> but if I were to judge, <laughs> oh, this is hilarious! I was talking to a girl recently. Mm-hmm. Um, I shouldn't say it's hilarious before I say it. You be the judge. <laughs> um, somebody did something that I thought they were funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Instagram girl that I was telling you about. Mm-hmm. I'm recently single. Um, the Instagram girl I was telling you about said uh, I. She said something about her two cats mm-hmm. or her cats, and I thought, oh shit. I knew she had a dog, but there's cats. Mm-hmm. There's cats involved. Like the last time I had a girlfriend who had cats, like I really got tired of those cats. Yeah. And I said, how many cats do you have? And she said, seven. And I was like, pretty sure she's fucking with me. Obviously, she's fucking with me. You're fucking with me, right? <laughs> and she said, well, minus five. She said, how many till it was a deal breaker? And I thought, ah, I get it. <laughs> you get this question. <laughs> this question's been asked before. Oh, my gosh. That's actually a really adorable way to respond. She might be a keeper even though, right? you know, hang out. See if these cats are worthwhile. Because, you know, the problem with cats is they're kind of a crapshoot. They're either totally. really amazing or they're bonkers. And then you're stuck with this psycho. They're either like a dog. My cat's different. My cat's like a dog. Yeah. Whenever anybody says it, it's like, so you admit a dog's a better pet. But dogs just need your attention all the time. And that is the nice thing about a cat, that sometimes I just don't want to be bothered. And I don't, <laughs> I want something else that doesn't want to be bothered. I don't know. I really. I, I maintain this, that the <laughs> difference in the relationship between people and dogs and people with cats. <laughs> and it's not that you can't cohabitate really well with them or that cats aren't awesome. That's not it at all. Yeah. It's just that I prefer for the animal to be my pet. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Whereas with a cat, you're its pet. Mm. That's a good point. Yeah. You know, I never really did indoor cats as like a, a growing up. Barn cats? Yeah, we had barn cats. So right. like it's a whole different jam for me. Um, <laughs> living indoors with a cat is kind of, I've been trying really hard not to be judgy of it. <laughs> But you're living in there with it poop and sand and it flings it everywhere and then it goes on your table and then you're just oh, like, yeah. oh, silly puss puss. And then you're just like, 
why is he on the table? <laughs> How do you make it stop? His, his paw just went into the box because, and you just think it's adorable, but it just, uh, uh. I know. I know. It's a problematic pet. <sighs> well, I'm glad we got that out of the way. <laughs> this week, Grace and Frankie. Yeah. Analyzed by the pilots, the podcast crew. Cast. <laughs> hosts. Oh, hosts and hostess. Okay. Um, no, I don't want to be a hostess. It's <laughs> <laughs> just gross. Uh, Grace and Frankie, yes. now in its seventh and final season. Mm-hmm. Except as I understand, they only dropped part of the season. Yeah, fuckers. Where's the rest coming? Do you have any idea? Uh, no. Sorry I to w- ask questions that we should have briefed ourselves on. <laughs> I know. It was like, I knew how many seasons. I looked that up. That was the thing I had brought to the table and you stole that right away from me. So no news. I've got nothing. Um, I know that I don't even know how many episodes were in the first one. I just know that it went by in the blink of an eye. And then all of a sudden it didn't play the next episode. And I was like, it's still playing the credits. Netflix doesn't do that. Something's Why is it doing wrong. that? Yeah. Netflix is broken. <laughs> And then I read that it was like, oh, sec- you know, the second part will be coming soon. And I'm like, oh, you fuckers. Why do I have to wait? It's it's Get It Now. It's the age of Get It Now. And it's Netflix. So it to, for it to drop it in two parts, I'm just like. Yeah. My theory is that's ordinarily to milk the marketing of it. Oh, yeah. Um, in this case, I think it might also play in that there was no 2020 season of this show so we've mm. been without it for quite a while That's true which would have been a great time to have it bt dubs um yeah. but we have all of our <laughs> actors are 80 years old mm. so imagine they've been laying low for a year so it was hard to get the four ep- it was some some time and some effort to get the four episodes okay <laughs> so uh to begin to begin streaming wars the streaming wars uh, how did we feel about Netflix's platform this week? It was not good. <laughs> that was a thumbs down with a fart noise. Out of I mean, mouth. real mature. Are you worried that people are going to think you're actually farting? <laughs> I was. Okay. Man, now I know how to make you feel really uncomfortable very easily. No, just, just kidding. Dub you over with fart noises. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> well, no, I was actually just illustrating for the no, I appreciate our it. millions of listeners. So it was a thumbs down. Yeah, no, it was. So why don't you go ahead and read what the uh, description was? Because it was real bad. Oh, that's what you're thumbs downing. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I mean, the whole experience. I was looking at my card and my card said Netflix Lace is up. making noise mm. all the time. It is. No, it was really annoying because we were trying to talk as we normally do and yeah. it just kept trying to play stuff you yelled at it you said mm-hmm. what did you say you said um you don't fucking know what i'm doing yeah <laughs> quit trying to do things for me oh and then you said at one point like can i just have a minute like yeah. can i have a minute to think and yes. breathe like holy cow would yes. you just be quiet we're going to watch one of your shows shut the fuck up for yeah. a second we're already here <laughs> you know you're driving me away yeah trying to pull me closer I never, you know what? I think that's why I never am cognizant of the good content available on Netflix because I don't want to be there long enough that it just keeps auto playing stuff. Like I just don't want to do it. You got to get out while you can. Yeah. If I have an express purpose, if I know that there is something in there to watch, I'll go hunt it down specifically, but it's not something where I can just browse it because it's not enjoyable. I, I told you I am hypersensitive to audio, the audio experience and it is too much for me. 
But on the plus side, yeah, the sound quality was nice. It was. Unlike it was not- <laughs> weeks and weeks of months of HBO Max. Yeah. Yeah, you can actually hear the voices. Yeah, everything was crisp and consistent. Actually, it's true. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So once you're in the show, it's flawless as always. Yeah. Uh, our episode description for season one, episode one, the end. So we're beginning at the end here. <laughs> Grace and Frankie are stunned when their husbands inform them that they want divorces. They're even more stunned when they find out why. How do you feel about the fact that they buried the lead? Like, they immediately give it away in the intro opening theme. Like, the whole thing with the wedding cake. Yeah, I agree. Stuck in the middle. Like, why? Why the big... Why not give more information? Why not tell us what the show's about since it's mm-hmm. not a twist? Yeah. Since it's the entire premise and not a twist. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't like that. That they were trying to treat it like a twist. Exactly. It was... I mean, do you remember watching it and whether or not you knew that that's what was happening? Like, that that's what the story was? I, um, I don't think I knew. I think mm-hmm. I knew all the actors... Well, yeah. I don't so much know Saul because I'm not a Law and Order guy. But see, I know that about him. Like, right, I know that's that he's what a TV I know of him I know he's well. a familiar TV face. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Martin Sheen, legend. Mm-hmm. Jane Fonda, legend. Yeah. Lily Tomlin, legend. legend. And yeah. Lily Tomlin is one, like, she's such a unique talent. Had she been with you your whole life or did you get introduced to her later? Really late. I think the first time I saw her might have been West Wing. Okay. So I think that speaks to the amount of generations she's touched because yeah. she's been with me my whole life just in some form or another where she's kind of the kooky old lady. She's been a, the kooky old lady my entire life, right? Okay, what else have you seen her in? Uh, coming to mind immediately, well, Laugh-In is where she started, where she got famous, and it mm-hmm. was um, like a mid-season replacement to the Dean Martin show, and it yeah. was an era of TV comedy that I find very funny, and I'm a big Rat Pack guy, right? So yeah. Dean Martin leads into Rowan Martin's Laugh-In, uh, and she was a kid, mm-hmm. uh, maybe late sixties, definitely seventies. Okay. And with Goldie Hawn, hysterically funny, uh, and then just movies throughout the years. Cool. Um, so somebody that you're that I'm always getting reacquainted with mm-hmm. that, like our parents' generation knows very well. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Interesting. Um, so legends all around and that's enough to and I've never seen uh, Jane Fonda really as an actress yeah um, but you know there's enough name recognition there to have drawn me in to press play yeah I don't remember if I knew what the premise was I don't think that I did I don't think I did either it was a funny twist I guess I mean twist it was a funny premise I suppose it was nice for the couple minutes that you didn't know that this was what it was but uh, where there is a surprise yeah I don't know. I just feel like it's a weird thing to... No, I think it would have been helpful because I remember getting to the end of the opener, mm-hmm. <clears throat> excuse me, of the opener the first time around. And um, in my initial feeling was, eh, I'm not really interested. I don't remember why I came back because at first I think I turned it off. Mm-hmm. It just felt very small. It felt like, look, you got all these Hollywood stars here and the show feels... Certainly in this first episode to me, there's, it has these funny sitcom moments that feel yeah. kind of cheap. Um, and I think it's a show that, I mean, um, it's, it's a show with a very, fairly narrow demographic. 
You think so? I do. It ended up not working out that way. Okay. So the target demographic. The target demographic okay. is is white people with exposable with disposable income. <laughs> right? So you're looking yeah. at a category of people that most of us aren't in, like yeah. uh, mature mature white people with disposable income. Mm. And yet, it's a show about aging. So it's mm. a show about humanity and the human experience. I'm getting too heady outside of the pilot. Um, yeah. uh, so it ends up being a show that has a really, really broad appeal. It does. Hence that you and I have seen it when it seems like it was made for that narrow audience. So it never felt like it had a great big budget to me. I guess I never felt that way about it. I always felt that it was made for someone beyond that. You think so? Yeah, I mean, especially um, Frankie's character. She's just so relatable that, like, you don't have to have a large disposable income to to relate to her. Even in the the way that she's outlandish. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I don't know. She's still relatable. Yeah. No, she is for sure. Yeah. She's the one who is. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, like, if you relate to, um, you know, Grace, Jane yeah. Fonda's character, I mean, I don't want that life. <laughs> but we're getting uh, kind of deep into this. So yeah. let's say um, the couch points for uh, our our uh, streaming wars, first of all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, oh, you're asking me. 11? 11 out of what? I don't know. I I mean, no. I gave it a thumbs down in the... Oh, that's right. I gave it a raspberry. You're right. You were very clear about it. Well, two raspberries. (laughs) Same goes for me double. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, cool. (laughs) I'll take it. All right. So uh, we shall begin our deep dive in the show five minutes ago, actually. But uh, from here on out, genre. (laughs) Yeah. I wrote mine on my wrong card. It's oh, a yellow card. Humiliating. I know this is it is. For everybody. It is. It's I have it like set up and aside so that way I don't accidentally go off to the wrong one. <laughs> so for me it was just an odd couple dramedy comma drama. Comma drama. I wrote that too. <laughs> oh, man. I'm glad the joke's catching on. I'm a little bit jealous that you stole it from me. But I'm glad it it was worth it. That you're a trendsetter. I will surrender it. <laughs> <laughs> so I have one answer because I yeah. feel like that's the rule. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, oh, yeah. I want to open up a discussion here with you. I, I'm going to provide one answer mm-hmm. because that's the uh, rules of the of the like four rules we have. That's the one that I feel like I understand that clearly. However, this is never one that I, I understood to be the case. I, just for the sake of discussion, because <laughs> okay. I want to have a conversation with you. <laughs> All right. <laughs> about <laughs> about this, which is. Um, my answer to the question is that uh, it's a female odd couple buddy comedy. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which is funny. As I wrote that, I thought, I don't know. Do you need to specify that it's female? And I guess if you you're You kind of really, do. Yeah, if you're really looking at the odd couple as a point of relation, describing it to somebody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say that that's important. That it's really through the perspective of two um, mature women. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Odd couple. Uh, which is fun to me because last week our uh, our genre was... Also a reference to a different piece of material. I know. I noticed that trend as well. Yeah. I kind of like that. I think it's cool because it shows that those other things are such pillars mm-hmm. of, you know, what they're known for, that they've kind of created a subgenre unto themselves by Absolutely. which everything else is compared to as the standard. Yeah. It's, they've kind of set that as a convention. Totally. That's cool. Mm-hmm. So I think that's fun because last time it was Groundhog Day. Cause it yeah. Was, uh, Russian absolutely. Doll. Um, but it's also 
and this is where I want to ask your opinion on how you feel about two genres here. Mm. Is I feel like they're both fair, but actually different. Mm-hmm. Which is that it's a modern family comedama. Just that it's all in the family because you have yeah. a story, a modern, you know, a modern family kind of story. Absolutely. Where it's uh, the gay couple uh, leaves their wives. They're mm-hmm. moving forward. They have the um, kids. The wives truly were betrayed because they've been lied to for the last 20 years. Yeah. And yet you're looking at these guys saying, well, okay, like go, you know, be able to live your truth. On the other hand, you totally betrayed your whole family by lying for 20 years. Absolutely. That's that's layered because because they don't um, purely set up Saul and and uh, the other guy as bad guys. So anyway, it's it's a very complex family dynamic. You're right. I do like that nobody is set up as a bad guy, and I feel like um, Frankie really makes that a thing because I think if it were if they were both like Grace, people would have been very much villainized. Uh, Lily Tomlin's character Frankie is very much the heart. Yeah. Um, that's cool. So as genre goes, uh, I don't know that maybe I can, can I submit two answers then? I've never made this rule. I I, don't know why you think that this is a rule. Sometimes they have like three answers. Like, (laughs) okay, no, no, no. Because the thing is, genre kind of is such a vague thing because it can mean the conventions. What are the rules? It can mean theme or motif or, you know, Yeah, we've always said, yeah. So I think it's noteworthy then. Let me just say it that Mm -hmm. way. I think it's noteworthy that you have two, um, genres that are actually pretty unrelated because the odd couple is about two men with no families yeah <laughs> right and on one hand this is a family show mm-hmm. and on the other hand it's an odd couple show that's true so if i were to describe it to somebody i would say well it's a kind of a female odd couple about two mature women uh, mm-hmm. moving on after their you know gay husbands leave them for each other yeah uh and it's how how the family moves on from there Mm-hmm. okay well that's my answer then cool <laughs> Well, that felt plot, but yeah, that's genre. (laughs) It's also Also, my plot card. (laughs) Should have just given you one card. (laughs) My blue one was long. Lots of one-liners. I know. I stopped doing it after. Like, I would try to, like, look to see if you're doing it. I'm like, oh, good. I don't have to take up more of my blue card. (laughs) I wrote it in longhand, too, so it's unreadable, but I got it all in there. (laughs) Oh, good. Um, All right. So, genre. Did you feel that it was clear? It was clear to me. Me, too. Yeah. Okay. Unto our characters, who we've started to talk about already. Yeah. So the show opens with our big announcement at dinner. Uh, mm-hmm. Immediately, we get Grace and Frankie demonstrating that they are polar opposite personality types. Uh, there's uh, immediate friction between them. There's a line that we get at the beginning where, like, uh, Jane Fonda's character is like a real gluten free type. And Lily Tomlin says to her, you know, there's potatoes in your vodka. Oh, it's carbs. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I couldn't remember what it was. I just always plugged it in my head that she would be the type that would be gluten-free. But they said carb. Yeah. I mean, she's watching her weight. Like, she's always watching her figure. And she says, you know, it's made out of potatoes, right? And she says, well, we all know alcohol has its own rules. (laughs) I loved that. (laughs) So you get it real clear the type of personality she is. And then... uh, um, Frankie has a psychic moment. Very clear the type of personality. Oh, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. I really liked that. I didn't write down the line, but it was really funny when Grace was like, oh, I'm not a psychic. And Frankie goes, you don't know that. You could be. <laughs> and then I think Grace said something along the lines of, no, I can't be because nobody can be. <laughs> They're not real. Yeah. So uh, we have these two playing Polar opposites right off the bat, and then they're joined mm-hmm. by 
Saul and Robert. Robert being uh, Jane Fonda, Grace's husband, mm-hmm. and Saul. I don't know his name in real life. Uh, his real name is Sam Waterston. Actually, I knew that. I, I believe that of you. <laughs> I read it, but I, I wouldn't have been able to name him. Yeah. Um, and they join and break the news. Yeah, absolutely. Which, what was your react? What was your feeling about? Uh, I mean, it just continues to show how vastly different these two women are because Grace is like throwing food at the men, and Frankie is like grabbing her inhaler and having a nervous breakdown. Um, an internal versus external yeah, experience. Yeah, exactly. Opposites again. Absolutely, yeah. So it was interesting. It was very fun. And I do think that I came into this not knowing that they were gay. So it was an amusing reaction. But I think the first time I watched it, I was like, uh-oh, how are they going to treat the gay thing? Like, is th- are they going to villainize these guys because they're, you know, they've betrayed them in some way? Like... Is this going to be that story? And I should have known, you know, Netflix is very, <laughs> <laughs> is very cognizant of that. Uh, hmm. we, I don't know. They have some problematic stuff. I withdraw that statement. <laughs> they got a lot of different artists, though. That's true. That's true. Uh, I'm thinking specifically of the one with, like, the little kid models that are, I don't know, people oh. are saying that they... Cuties? Cuties. That's yeah. the one. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. Mm-hmm. That usually I feel like their stuff is largely... On the up and up, politically correct. They're pretty big advocates yeah, of cancel that culture. Weird. That was weird. You're yeah. right. Uh, yeah, there was some... There was blowback for that. <laughs> yeah, there was. <laughs> and I get it. Oh, yeah. No, that's uncomfortable when you bring mm-hmm. kids into it. But, yeah. So, if, I think for the most part, though, being... you know, They seem very aware of cancel culture and are the first to eject somebody if they don't, you know fall in line with the good message so like i'm i should have i guess had more faith in how they were going to handle it but i definitely remember sitting through this scene and feeling apprehensive about how i was too it. and that's why i stopped watching and frankly and i didn't say that before i think maybe i actually forgot what i was talking about and trailed off of some other way but yeah but that's why i kind of at first thought mm, i don't want to i don't want to have to work for it mm-hmm. i don't know if this is going to require me to work for it or mm-hmm. not um and i it was just this sort of immediate if I'm being candid and I don't know why it's just what's the tone of this going to be Mm -hmm. and is it going to require what kind of effort is it going to require and then it ends up being Netflix so it's just very human with interesting characters that that you're just kind of continue along on the journey with them absolutely um and then you know whatever brought me back to the show then you you know you, you get caught up with all the characters and you end up really liking everybody yeah um if I'm not meaning to spoil it. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> and so, I don't know. It's just interesting to have had that sort of feeling of apprehension and then keep going. Problem solved. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, how, how did you feel about the scene other than that? Uh, I thought it was terribly out of touch and vicious of the men to bring them both out publicly to sort of mutually humiliate them. That does seem out of in character public. for Saul. Yeah. That seems very in keeping with what we know of Robert, he seems kind of to be Cold a little bit aloof. more. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he is selfish, I would say. And Saul is like selfless to a fault. <laughs> kind of a showboat too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. But that's Saul and 
He's Robert. not quite as yeah. hippy dippy as um, Frankie <laughs> is, but he's he is. He's very touchy feely. He's not I don't a witchcraft know. guy, but there are a couple weird hippies. Um, he was a very sweet guy. He just wasn't at all his character in Law and Order. I feel like he just morphed into this so guy. Weird. It was just, yeah, I don't it's know. It's like one day he woke up old and approachable. Yeah. Such a different character, too. So Such a different, different guy in real life than he is in this show. And I think the best version of all three is the guy in real life. I've never met him. <laughs> I haven't either, but I've seen him on shows and whatnot. And Because and, uh, I think, you know, you watch him, him and Robert be mm-hmm. in a relationship, then... All right, you wonder, and he comes on his interviews and says, mm-hmm. "Oh, I've been married for the, to the same woman for thirty years, or whatever." Yeah. And he speaks very highly of her, and and um, I don't know. He just seems like the likable Saul that we get in the show. Seems like he's well cast because he's a likable guy. Yeah, I always like when that's the case. I always hate like when somebody's super likable in a show, and totally. you find out later they're total assholes. Totally. Yeah, that's a real letdown. It is. Yeah. It's like, oh, the version of you that I had in my head actually super doesn't exist at all. You ruined Angel for me, totally. Oh, he's such a <laughs> as dick. A, I hate as that a, guy. As a, yeah, as a guy, like a, an actor. Yeah. I, I will not diva. harbor an actor crush for him. Uh, yeah. <laughs> or a Hollywood crush, yeah. He's welcome on the show anytime. Is he? Yeah, I want to give all him right. a piece of my mind. I'm <laughs> 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 just kidding. He just spit on my microphone a little. <laughs> <laughs> we all heard. <laughs> well gee <laughs> he's a t- he was temp- he's temperamental at work i don't know he could be a good guy in real life maybe probably not I mean, <laughs> between the two of us i know him in real life jk lol we have the immediate aftermath after the announcement yeah they go home together both parties go home together and this is where you get the you get a very cold dynamic between grace and and Robert, mm-hmm. and you still get a very warm, loving dynamic between Saul and Frankie. Mm, it's it's definitely loving, but it is still pretty negative. I mean, the, until um, until Frankie wasn't able to sleep, and they kind of came around to the fact that she still loves him and cares for him. They did kind of go through a bit where she was just like, "You couldn't have stuck it out." <laughs> Be uh, miserable. Yeah, and he's like, you know, I just I needed to do this for the next chapter, and she's like, "Well, I've got news for you. The next chapter is not going to be very long." <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Uh, no, it wasn't without conflict. I don't mean yeah. that. I just mean that in the totality of of the scenes and what we're getting of each other's dynamics. Yeah. Um, that's fair. They're they manifest their betrayal in a different way. Mm. Uh, Robert and Grace have a cold relationship. Mm-hmm. They sleep apart, it seems, because he's got a study with a big, ma- uh, big bed in it. Yeah. Um. So they, those two are, they're cold. Mm-hmm. And, uh, the other two, even through the conflict, yeah. that conflict's happening because he's really letting her down. Yeah. Because uh, Robert asked Grace that night. He says, uh, "Were you ever really happy with me?" Or maybe it's the next day. And she said, no, it was that night. Yeah, it was that night. Because she had just taken her, uh, the stuff that was pulling her face back off. Right. And started brushing her hair. He says, were you ever really happy with me? Beat. She says, I was happy enough. It goes on to say, I just thought we were normal. I thought this is just how it was. And he says, and I thought there was more. Yeah. And then she says, it would be easier if you died. Yeah, I wrote that one down too. That was kind of, oh. That was kind of when, like, that moment is when I realized, I think, initially, this is going to be a bit deeper. Mm -hmm. It's not just going to be this, you know, 
slapstick or ridiculous humor like we're not just going at this for laughs that there's going to be really some heart to this yeah um even though you know even in a cold moment where she says something so vicious that yeah she would rather that he died um yeah that's interesting you say vicious and i think well i think yeah that's fair objectively it's fair it is yeah but if you if you examine the the feelings to mm-hmm. your point if you examine the depth of those feelings, there's a lot of weight in that. Mm-hmm. That's a, ooh, ouch. She's like, she, this is, because we see through her arc of this episode, she's angry. Mm-hmm. Oh, she definitely. She gets angrier. <laughs> yeah, and juxtapose that against the scene with Frankie and Saul. Uh, and that's where, through that conflict, like you said, um, just stick it out and be miserable. Mm-hmm. Uh, and some other you know, quality moments that happen in there. The conclusion is them cuddling in bed for basically the final time. Yeah, absolutely. That was a sweet moment too, that she was still upset with them, but she's like, I can't sleep alone. I haven't had to do it in like 20 years or 40 years. So it was sweet. And I guess it's pulling on your heartstrings in all the directions. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And it, it was noteworthy to me. I don't mean to keep saying this. Or the reason I keep saying this is because it was so noteworthy to me because I hadn't realized before before my careful, thoughtful, professional analysis <laughs> <laughs> that um, this episode really is the immediate aftermath. The, we meet these characters at that moment in their lives. Absolutely. Where their marriages end and where everything in their lives are shattered. Mm-hmm. Right. And, uh, and we don't get any idea of, well, where do we go now? We just know that everybody's getting a divorce. Yeah. I mean, I think that, uh, well, I don't want to get ahead and into plot. Um, I know I just caught myself, uh, in this being the immediate aftermath, it's, you're watching how everybody processes their feelings. Yeah, absolutely. It reminded me of how people grieve specifically. Um, because especially with, um, you know, Grace and Frankie specifically with each other, it felt like competitive grief. And Mm -hmm. I was just like, oh man, this is all too familiar. All too familiar. (laughs) I've seen it from a distance. I've never been involved in it. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's rough. And I'm appreciating that you've experienced it. Oh yeah. But I've, I've never been involved, but I've seen people that get competitive uh, yeah, that's exactly it. They get competitive in, in their grief. Yeah. And like, did you cry? I knew a guy who asked, did you cry when you heard this person's spouse had passed away? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the answer was no. I mean, I was, I didn't know her. I was cognizant of it. It was a very, very sad story, but it was yeah. like, okay, did you cry? Like, talk to me about how many tears you shed. And that definitely happens here. Yeah. I mean, she's just like it. She kind of wants to dictate the response. And when Mm -hmm. I say she, Grace really (laughs) wanted to dictate Frankie's response to the divorce. That she's like, why aren't you mad? Shouldn't you be mad? And, you know, just really getting into that. And Frankie's just like, no, I feel heartbroken. Yeah, that was big. Yeah. Yeah, it was, I'm mad. Mm -hmm. Bothering me that you're not mad. Mm -hmm. You're just on a stoner vision quest. Yeah. Get angry. And then they finally kind of concede their emotions to each other, I feel yeah. like. It's that admission that I'm heartbroken, which I don't think she... Well, anyway, you had said that uh, people process in grief. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, so I want to use that to mention where the kids come in. 
Yeah, at brunch. Yeah, we're actually doing this out of order because Coyote and Bud come in first, but there was a moment with the daughters who come in next. I just Mm -hmm. want to acknowledge that because I want to make this point. That when the daughters come over, first of all, everybody's um, gender, same gender paired. Mm -hmm. Everybody's got a... a, Two... Two daughters, two sons. Yeah, two, two, yeah, two brothers, two sisters. Sisters on uh, Grace's side. Brothers are on um, Frankie's side. Yeah. Uh, and then we have Grace and Frankie as a pair, and Saul and uh, Robert as a pair. Yeah, they're all paired off by gender. Yeah, I just never really noticed that, that everybody has a what's the word, like a composite person. <laughs> <laughs> has a complementary. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Everybody has a complement. Um. When the daughters show up and Robert uh, lets it out of the bag because they're trying. Oh, they already knew because they had heard from Coyote and Bud. And Robert leaves the room. And I'm watching as the three are grieving together. And yeah. they're, they're about to admit cause, because they say, Mom, let's get, it, get you out of here. We'll do your hair and do your makeup. And, mm-hmm. and she says, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do anything. Yeah, I don't want to plan anything. Yeah. And I'm sitting there having this moment where I'm thinking, ah, yep, she just needs to be able to grieve. Like, isn't that a a real answer? I'm Mm -hmm. just depressed and I want to grieve. There's nothing you can do for me. I'm just going to need to experience it. Mm -hmm. And we're having this moment and that's what we're leading up to. And then Bree says, how about a Valium? Mm, (laughs) Oh, I loved that. Yeah. (laughs) And, uh, you know, the... (laughs) Mom Grace. holds up two fingers. The sister holds up one finger. Yeah, that was really funny. <laughs> it was really adorable. Um, Mallory being the other sister. Yeah. And here's what I realized in this moment about the comedy, the tone of the comedy, the style of the comedy. Mm-hmm. There's all these deep moments that we have like this moment of emotional release followed by a gut punch of funny. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Every, every emotional break is broken by just this really hysterically funny line or something physical that happens. Absolutely. That they don't let you just roll in it. They show you suffering, but they let you know you don't sit in the shit, basically. Yeah, we don't have to wallow, but we get to go explore with them. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, And how about Coyote and Bud? I mean, you don't get much on them. They're interestingly named, interesting people. (laughs) Clearly not both biological. They're not biological? I mean, no. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I remember now. Yeah, you're right. One of them's a redhead. Oh, God. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) which, by the way, as I'm looking at the cast names, sorry, the character names along with the cast names, um, Bud is short for Nabutike. Okay, so uh, Saul... Or the parents tell Bud and Coyote they mm-hmm. weren't going to lie to their kids like the other two were going to lie to their kids and pretend yeah. pretend to be straight for one more day. Yeah, because these guys are open and honest and truthful, whereas yeah. um, Robert and Grace are more of the, it, you need to look good. You need to present a, you know, yeah. a composed exterior. Rough, yeah, hard outer shells. Yeah, they don't like being vulnerable with each other no. or the world. Um. And we have these two, Coyote Bud, mm-hmm. I get the news, mm-hmm. and Bud says, wait, Dad, you're gay? <laughs> and Coyote goes, Uncle Robert is gay? <laughs> <laughs> I, I always thought that was Coyote just being stupid. Yeah. I didn't realize how funny I found that. <laughs> like, 
No, uh, yeah, I get it. Dad's gay. Like, I can believe that. But Uncle Robert? <laughs> yeah. Martin Sheen? Apocalypse Now? Tough guy? Uncle Robert's gay? <laughs> oh, that's funny. I totally missed. That went way over my head. That's hilarious. I had never gotten it before. I was cracking up through that. That is hilarious. That's good shit. Yeah. Uh, that's about as much as we get from them now. Uh, Brie, I think it's just noteworthy. Because I've never yeah. seen her before this show. Mm-hmm. She's funny in this episode, but she doesn't have enough to do. Mm-hmm. Like, you're not caught on to the fact that you totally are, like, love this actress now. Yeah. At this point in the show. But she's one that I feel like she, she's going to have... We're going to be seeing her with a long career on Netflix. Yeah. Uh, as just a, a really unique talent, really unique voice that I think just deserves special mention i don't know how do you feel yeah that woman knows how to weaponize sarcasm oh yeah she's good (laughs) she can deliver a line yeah yeah a sick burn at that yeah and molly you could just tell like as a person Mallory, i'm sorry i knew that um i mean my mistake um mallory (laughs) is it's just she's sweet Mm -hmm. you know she's likable she's the mom she just doesn't have that when you can look at the two together, like mm-hmm. Bree's wit, her scathing wit, mm-hmm. it's uniquely hurtful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I have to say, in watching the first part of the final season, I was realizing just how much it seems that she gets her wit and her personality from her mom. Like yes. you could see a younger version of Grace being so Brie. Yeah, and they're because they're CEOs of the same company. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, Grace retires mm-hmm. and Bree's running it. Yeah. So yeah, she gets her uh, she gets her prickliness from her mom, whereas Mallory is seems like the family balancer. Yeah, how she came out of that functional. I mean, yeah, hard to say. The one with some feelings. Yeah, like she's been playing. Um, uh, What's the word? Mediator. Mm. Her whole life. Yeah. Well, she is the, you know, she has kids, a family, all that. So she is kind of the more um, family-oriented, I guess, is perfect for it. Yeah. Whereas Brie's kind of out for herself. Um, And when I say kind of, Brie is out for herself. (laughs) (laughs) She a cold bitch. (laughs) (laughs) But Um, man, fun time. (laughs) That's just gross. No, I mean, like, imagine throwing a couple back with her. You'd be thinking, I feel guilty about some of the stuff, some of the jokes that I engaged in. Yeah. But you are so fucking funny. (laughs) (laughs) So I did have two quotes from this piece that I really enjoyed. So on the, um, the Saul and Frankie side, um, I can't remember. Oh, um, it was that Coyote had thought that it was an intervention. (laughs) And he's like, I swear, you know, I I haven't relapsed. I just had a Tylenol PM, blah, blah, blah. And Frankie goes on to say, you know, um, nothing like that. But you may want to make sure your sponsor is available, though, because (laughs) this shit will fuck you up. (laughs) And I was just like, yep, yep. They're about to get deep. But, you know, there's the funny line. Yeah, right. Totally. Uh, and let me find a one of the lines. The other one? Are you getting the girls? No, it was the um, where he's going on talking about how he overcame something dramatic. Look at me now. And 
uh, Frankie says, oh my God, you're a substitute teacher. (laughs) (laughs) She was so dismissive of him in that moment. Oh no. In a way that's not like her. Yeah. Like this is supposed to make me feel better. Yeah. You're a substitute teacher. He goes, yeah, but I'm okay. Yeah. Oh. (laughs) What was the one with the girls? Um, so it was when, um, Mallory goes, what am I going to tell my kids? And Brie in her great, you know, way (laughs) says, why don't you start with, hey kids, do you know where poop comes from? (laughs) I was just like, yes. I don't feel like I caught that one before. (laughs) I don't I really did did this time. Like I was really moved Uh, by it. Yeah. Oh, and I really enjoyed Bud, um, when he goes... Oh, wow. Oh, I can't, Mom, I can't stop seeing it. Or, or no, he goes, I can see that. Ah, Mom, I can't stop seeing it. Right. Talking about, you know, his dad and... <laughs> right. He says, oh, yeah, I can't, I can't see it. Oh, now it's all I can see or whatever. So yeah, I can't stop seeing it. Oh, now I can't stop seeing it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Mom, <laughs> make it stop. <laughs> Mom, make it stop. Yeah, it was sad. All right. So that's everybody. Yeah. I, like I said, they, we knock them all out pretty quick. Yeah. Um, because it does seem like we're more just setting up. I think that they do try more to focus on where we're going from here. Well, let's uh, hit some of our broad strokes yeah, to make sure that it. we don't really miss anything critical that sure. relates to the characters because we yeah. have the beach house. So we get to that point where we've met all of our characters. We've dealt with the sort of aftermath of everybody who needs to be in on it, being mm-hmm. in on it. Uh, and then the women retreat to the beach house. Uh, Grace is... Her departure is sparked by seeing she drops off a, a chair with Ryan Reynolds' face on it. That's sort of in, an inside joke between Ryan Gosling. You're right. Right. Who did I say? Uh, Ryan Reynolds. Oh. Another sexy Ryan. Don't oh, get me wrong, but get your get your Hollywood no heartthrobs right. You know. <laughs> well, Ryan Gosling is a guy that guys like. Oh. Yeah. Ryan Reynolds isn't. No. You're telling me Deadpool is not a guy that guys like? No, because he doesn't have an everyman quality. Ryan Gosling's got this everyman quality that you feel like you can root for him. Hmm. Notebook. I mean, who didn't want to marry Amy Adams after the notebook? (laughs) All right. (laughs) And to your point? (laughs) Oh, I just want to give Ryan Gosling his due. Oh. Yeah. uh... I mean, yeah, Ryan Gosling's a guy that guys like Ryan Reynolds is one that we're jealous of. Mm. Okay, I could see that. Yeah. Sure. Whatever. Um, <laughs> somebody can psychoanalyze that later. I'm just saying. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, um, she comes to his study for the first time and she realizes that there's all this proof, all these little uh, bits of evidence. Uh, in the house right under her nose that she never stopped to look at because she really hadn't put any heart into Robert in a long time. Yeah. That they kind of just got comfortable and grew apart and got complacent with that. To the end that um, Robert and Saul have already moved on. They've they've already grieved through the years over, you know, what to do here. Uh, I think they did it in the worst possible way. (laughs) <laughs> it really came out the villains on that one, but yeah. Um, this is where we find out about the beach house. I think mm-hmm. that yeah. it's a once in a lifetime opportunity. We got to buy the beach house, and we can only afford to do it together, which was really their secret getaway. Mm-hmm. So all the betrayals are still hitting the girls. Mm-hmm. Um, 
that this has been a lie that's been in front of her nose for 20 years. Absolutely. Yeah. And he is moved on. Yeah. He's on love leave. And she's now left to grieve alone at the beach house. Where Frankie is drinking some peyote and about to have a vision quest. Yeah. I have to say, though, before we get there, uh-huh. um, her, um, oh gosh, Frankie's moment at the when she's checking out at the, it's not a liquor store, the grocery store. Yeah. And she wants the cigarettes. <laughs> Oh, I love that. Yeah, I wrote <laughs> Excuse that. Excuse me, sir. What do you, um, what do you smoke if uh, if you found out your husband was gay? And then he goes Newports, and she goes for the last twenty years. Oh, Luckies. Because <laughs> it's this TMI moment that you learn to expect from her really yeah. quickly. Uh, we have this TMI moment, and then we look at the uh, poor uh, cashier guy the, at the gas station. Mm-hmm. And there's that beat where it's like, is he just going to give her this look of, I can't relate, lady? Mm-hmm. And without a beat, Newports? <laughs> yeah, no, I appreciated that. That was, that good. was fun. Because we mentioned the, uh, uh, we everything parallels mm-hmm. in this show, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and Grace's parallel moment is with the guy who delivers the Ryan Gosling chair. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, who she, what does he say to her? Like, I need you to sign here or whatever. Yeah. And she says, fuck off. Fuck you. Yeah. (laughs) And he uh, gives her this, okay, lady. And we'd kind of commented how the actor, whoever that guy is, had this fun moment on, you know. On a huge show. For his reel. You know, it's like, here was this breakout moment for that guy. I used to do background work, as you know. So I imagine, I I know that there's a group of people waiting around for that role mm-hmm. and they get paid 800 bucks that day. And it's like, sweet. Yeah. I got a moment for my reel with Jane Fonda on this well-known show. And he totally took advantage of his moment because I thought he was with what little he had to do. I thought he was very funny. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so you got Newport guy and you got that guy. And it's like, man, it's fun how these just, you know, guys who come in to deliver a line really got a moment. Absolutely. Yeah. Good shit. Do so, we know what caused, do you remember what caused, because I just mentioned what caused Grace to mm-hmm. flee her house to go to the beach house. Did we see Frankie flee her house or her life to go to the beach house? Or is she just there already? I think she's just there already. Um, and we catch her as she's recording, <laughs> recording like a little piece, like kind of a goodbye, I guess, because she's going on a vision quest and she's not going to come back the same person. So she <laughs> she tried to call her family to say goodbye, but nobody was home. Nobody answered. So so she's making a video. <laughs> and it's point of view from her cell phone. Uh-huh. And uh, and then she reaches out to grab her cell phone, grab the camera. Uh-huh. And uh, like a total senior moment. Yeah. <laughs> Cannot be how <laughs> to turn this damn thing off. <laughs> I have to say I'm starting to have those moments. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm so troubled by it. I'm just like, why did they make these runs so damn difficult? <laughs> oh. Yeah, I have moments where it's like, hey, here's this new thing. It's like, I don't want to learn that. <laughs> like, but but don't you? Like, everybody's doing it. It's like, nope. <laughs> when I'm going to learn how to use TikTok. I'm going to learn what you guys love about TikTok and then be using TikTok. I don't fucking think so. You weren't going to do it with t- Twitter. You're not going to do it with TikTok. No way. <laughs> Twitter though, that's like, ugh. that's that's the swamp. <laughs> True. Uh, yeah. So she goes and is doing peyote. 
to rediscover herself. Peyote. Oh, I loved that. I love, <laughs> and it's funny because I I had forgotten that that was the joke, and when she it, you know said it was peyote, and she was clearly drinking tea, I was like, ah, oh, peyote. <laughs> <laughs> so then it happened, and I was like, ah. <laughs> but she has such a stoner moment of yeah. realizing it. Yeah. Yeah. Peyote. Peyote. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, so Grace gets there. Frankie's already there. Grace mm-hmm. says, "You got to leave." Like, you're not allowed to be here. I just, she says, this is actually really moment. Yeah. She says, uh, basically, I just found out my husband's gay. Yeah. And it's like, she, this is an experience that's unique to her. Well, and then. She's not going, Frankie's not going through the same thing. Yeah. And, and Frankie says, like, you, imagine what I'm going through. Yeah. I lost my best friend. You didn't even like Robert. Oh, oh, yeah. That's a good line. Oh, yeah. That was one of those. Of many that cuts deep. Yeah, absolutely. Where it's this moment of moment. Where there's a beat to experience a moment with some kind of emotional release to it. Which I'm now realizing why the show's so good. It's because they balance that so well. They do. In my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, they absolutely do. But we keep drilling into that dynamic that the two are, that they don't share. Which mm-hmm. is, I kind of love this guy. And that's why I'm betrayed. Uh, and you're angry because you paid your dues yeah. with this guy. And you don't have the romance of the century or even of the last decade. Yeah. Well, and I think this scene is, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, I think this is the first point that it comes out that they, these women don't actually like each other, at least to each other. They have not been out in the open about they don't like each other. Um, you know, they both basically say that it was basically written into the contract that they would never have to be there at the same time. So one of them obviously has to leave. Grace literally says that she, this is why I hate being around you. Yeah. She hates being around her. Um, she said that after the peyote. So she had, um, taken a pill and went to drink the tea with the pill, Mm -hmm. a muscle relaxer. And she's like, oh, this is disgusting. What is this? And she's like, oh, it's peyote. She's like, ah, this is why I hate being around you. You just have random drugs around. You're so irresponsible. But that's a big statement that I Mm -hmm. hate being around you. Oh, it is. So you're right. Oh, I see what the distinction we're making. You're right that this is where it's coming out. Mm -hmm. that, That not only do they not have a relationship, not only are they prickly toward each other, um, they kind of despise each other. And I would yeah. say that they actually despise each other. Mm-hmm. Which, even though it's been clear from the beginning they don't like each other, there's a there's a depth to that. Yeah. To the degree in which they find each other disagreeable. And then, um, Frankie gets a little bit too athletic in her vision quest. <laughs> and gets a muscle spasm. And needs to call Grace, who's still back at the house, being uneasy about things mm-hmm. requests her xanaflex or whatever it is it's not a word it's my medicine i need you to come down here so they get stoned and peyote together have a spiritual experience together mm-hmm. and this is where the catharsis finally comes from i would say that which we've already discussed which mm-hmm. is the i'm angry i'm angry why aren't you angry she curses off to the bird god who's flying by um grace does and says, she's hallucinating, is what I mean. Mm. Um, she curses into the heavens. I did everything by the book. Like I stood by that guy three, for years. I raised his children. Why me, why me? Kind mm-hmm. of anger. 
and is coaxing a response from Frankie, uh, who responds with, I can't be angry. I'm heartbroken. Yeah. And then they find, and then they have just this experience together out in the, in the desert in a little montage that I think is super funny. On the beach. Hello. Yeah. She goes, where is he? I can't see him. There's nobody. (laughs) So they're in each other's hallucinations. Yeah, the one by Jesus. <laughs> Behind Jesus? <laughs> I don't see Jesus, but yeah, off in that general direction. <laughs> I was so casually thrown out there. Yeah, I know. And then they venture back across the sand together, all arthritic and rusty. Yeah. And uh, make it to their uh, beachfront patio. Mm-hmm. Looking out at the view. What's the joke that makes Grace pee your pants a little bit? Oh, man, I super don't remember. Cialis. It was Saul's boner mitts. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which I think I, I, what I understood was I took this from Saul so he couldn't keep an erection because oh, I'm mad at goodness. him. Oh, my goodness. It might be. It wasn't is explicitly that. Is that what Cialis is? Because it went right over my head. I didn't recognize what that medication was. Is Let that... me make sure. <laughs> okay. And a bunch of angry letters. Well, so what I thought the joke was, not knowing that that might be what it was, sure. um... I totally thought that she was just old, blind, and accidentally grabbed the wrong ones. <laughs> Not that she was being spiteful. But that makes more sense. Yeah, I didn't know where it came from. So it would make sense that that was the one that they uh, had together. It can treat erectile dysfunction. Oh, well, there Brand you go. yeah. So I don't know what it was. But this time I took it or decided that I wanted to interpret that as... Uh, I was walking out the door feeling spiteful, uh-huh. and while I still love him and have not finished processing these feelings, um, I stole the Cialis. Cialis, so he can't keep a boner because he's been cheating on me for 20 years. Yeah. And they laugh about that, I think, is the thing they laugh about. Grace says, I yeah. just peed on, what's his name's face a little. Ryan Gosling's face. Yeah, right. Okay, sorry. I forgot we had this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> and they have this moment that's, you know, started the night before that mm-hmm. carries into the morning. And uh, she says, well... Now what? Grace says, now what? Or what do we do now? Yeah. Now what? I just read my card. <laughs> so, having gone through this experience with these characters. Yes. I think I know your answer. How do you feel about them? Love them. Yeah. Want more of them. Sad it's going away, man. Yeah. Give me more seasons. I could watch this forever. This is when I binge quickly. Yeah. That's why I haven't gotten into it yet because it's going to be... A quick binge. Well, it's just going to have all my attention. Yeah. I'm going to be up all night. I mean, your schedule is such that you have that kind of flexibility. (laughs) You work for yourself. So it's worth it, you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. Also, if you haven't binged Made for Love, you should just pencil that one in as well. Oh, I started it the other day and something else grabbed my attention again. (sighs) I truly, one sitting. Anyway, we're getting off track. (laughs) Right, right, right. Okay, go listen to our review of Made for Love. It's good. On HBO Max from our HBO... Ah, shoot. From our <laughs> from a couple weeks ago. You're welcome. To From try. our HBO Max showdown. Showdown. Uh, yeah, I like them, love them, want more of them also. Ooh, sorry. Skipping right over you there. No, no, that's okay. I just, you know, I feel like we kind of fancifully mm-hmm. looked at them enough to make mm-hmm. it clear why we like them. It's yeah. that arc that they have. To yeah. go from despising each other to that moment that they finally realize we're actually grieving together. Actually, I think it is noteworthy because mm-hmm. it ends at a point where the characters finally acknowledge we're grieving. Yeah. And the men are moved on and happy. And these two are left behind to grieve. And these two who are the odd couple, mm-hmm. at least they have each other. And in the 
first moment of Grace smiling and laughing is a moment shared with Frankie. I think it goes back the same way. So Yeah. yeah. So that's, I don't know. It's like all these tender moments that really do make these people feel like people you want to know more about. Absolutely. So I feel strongly about them. Cool. Plot. Plot. Um, I mean, we started getting into this a little bit earlier, but um, yeah, I mean, I think you said it pretty aptly that there were picking up after kind of a devastating family event. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it did really happen to everyone. And so it's kind of the fallout of, okay, well, now what? They kind of experienced the crisis together. Um, you know, it's certainly no one's dying, but, you know, it's a life-changing event um, that leaves the family not quite the same mm-hmm. in any way, actually. Um, so, yeah, I just put that they are going through a devastating life event together and we're expecting friction between a prickly grace and a little too chill Frankie. That's what you're expecting? Yeah. I mean, to come. <laughs> if I'm pretending I haven't seen it before, yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, similarly, yeah. I wrote that uh, it's the plot that I'm expecting. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the immediate aftermath of a family's betrayal... Mm, betrayal. Good word. How we'll move on together. Together. Ooh. Hmm. You should write for Netflix and HBO Max. Certainly for HBO Max. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. At least the writing in Netflix makes sense. It's just not compelling. (laughs) HBO Max super doesn't. It's like that wasn't a sentence. (laughs) Speaking of platforms, really quick. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm canceling my Paramount. I'm I'm not even making it through the free trial. I was totally ready to like go for months on this. It's the shittiest app I've ever used. Holy shit, it's bad. CBS All Access was way better. Way really? better. Oh yeah. It it's crashed. not the same platform? Riker, it crashed three times just trying to get to a show. The first time we ever watched it. It was wild. Yeah, I have had similar problems with it. It yeah. has bugs. Uh, but then again, if it is a new, I would imagine it's the same platform, different branding. But I don't, I don't know anything about. I would that, have so. thought so too. But it totally doesn't even look the same. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, like I, I get that these are growing pains, but I don't want to pay for them. That's not fair. at a full rate. But you haven't seen season two of Lower Decks yet. Yeah, I'll just wait for that to be bingeable all there in one go. go. It's, you know, I don't have really many Trekkie friends that are just telling me the endings of these things, so I'm not super worried about it being spoiled for me. Or <laughs> That's not what I mean at all. <laughs> I, I'm asking, do you, are you? Is that a show that you were committed enough yes. to? That's what I thought. Yeah. Okay, so you're, it's going to be watched, but mm-hmm. not on a monthly basis, just to binge something when time opens up in your budget. Yeah. I don't know. I might cave and just still do it. I'm really excited for it. It's the people who did Rick and Morty. Like, how can you not love that? I mean, you don't love it because you don't like cartoons, but... I love Lower Decks, though. But not Rick and Morty. No, I I tried it the other day. Um, I just... I wasn't getting it. I didn't get it at all. (laughs) Yeah, they're too gross. That's gross. Yeah, it was... uh, I just want you to know... Who's the old one? Morty? Uh, Rick. Rick. I just want you to know, Morty... Uh, I'm not trying to get with the little girl. That was the first episode. Mm. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to get with your girlfriend or anything. It's like Jessica. Mm, this is yeah. really like stammering and slow and mm-hmm. like mm. offensive. That's not really the right word because I can deal with offensive, but it's like <laughs> offensive and stammering and slow. Yeah, I didn't get it. I don't know. Maybe maybe when we come back, we'll review it. <laughs> you could tell me why I'm wrong. 
Because everybody uh, else seems to think I'm wrong about it. Oh, Rick it's Morty. such a smart show. Is it's it? just, oh, God, yeah, and pretty dark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's good shit. Uh, I guess the only dark cartoon that's ever had much appeal to me is Batman, the animated series. No, 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 no. Batman! Um, plot plot are we clear i think we're clear i'm good on it make it pretty clear what we expect cool okie dokie what do we do next um normally we talk about the hook red card or you know back in the day bright pink card salmon now it's salmon i was fishing all around for it i couldn't i was fishing all around (laughs) did you did you set yourself up for that on purpose because it sounded like accident (laughs) i was like oh what a precious gift you just gave yourself (laughs) open it before christmas and enjoy it (laughs) (laughs) you're punchy tonight (laughs) (laughs) the hook now what that was where we end the show. Okay. Was that to the, the hook question, for you? Now what? Oh. Well, they ask us the question, right? I mean, mm-hmm. they're very, now what? There's there's an expect. We've been through the immediate aftermath. And now what? Are you invested in wanting to know what happens next with this, with the, with the pieces of this broken family? Obviously. Yeah. Big yeah. time. For sure. Yeah. So I'm hooked. Yeah. I think ultimately for me, the thing that I found most compelling, aside from the fact that Lily Tomlin as Frankie is like the most adorable character of all time, Mm -hmm. um, the chemistry between Grace and Frankie, that even when they're, you know, like, not, they're despising each other completely, you still just enjoy the chemistry, but like the banter back and forth. The sparring. The sparring, exactly. When when she says, uh, I made Robert promise that we would never need to be here at the same time so we didn't ever need to spend any time with mm-hmm. you. And she says, I had Saul write it into the contract. And she says, no, you didn't. And she said, no, I didn't, but you hurt my feelings, so I lashed out in anger. Yeah, that was so <laughs> cute. Oh, my God, I could die. <laughs> <laughs> she just says, so I lashed out. Mm-hmm. No, I didn't, but you hurt my feelings, so I lashed out. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah. Love the emotional clarity on that. Absolutely. What inspired that mean-spirited thing? It hurt my feelings. So, successful <laughs> pilot? Oh, yeah, big time. Cool. Highly recommend. Any quotes that you missed? Um, I don't think so, actually. Well, I don't know. It's a hard one. I, I recommended. This might be something you want to cut. I'm not sure. Ah. Um, but my grandparents at one point during quarantine time we're asking okay we need to have some stuff to binge what should we binge Mm -hmm. they got through breaking bad real quick okay uh and i gave them a couple other things yellowstone Mm -hmm. they got through some stuff real quick and they don't watch very much tv oh and uh i said you know what one might be to watch is grace and frankie because ultimately the show as a whole once you get over sort of the initial because we have a lot of places we go with this show Mm -hmm. it's life after 80 it's really a show about active um, geriatric folk. Yeah. And there's so much of it that becomes about what is it like to be getting older. Yeah. Well, and I, their specific experience is what is that like without, like, you know, the partner you had been training to do that with for 40 years? Mm-hmm. What if that person just takes off? Now you kind of have to do it by yourself and build trust with another person as you're going through it. Yeah that it's a whole different like it's trust you hadn't built before so to do it at this stage in your life when you're at your most vulnerable yeah 
so I recommended that they might want to watch it, and I said, I don't know, you know, it's like I'm. You guys are a little bit older than me, Grandma and Grandpa. Yeah. It interests me that the show deals so well with aging and examining one's own mortality. Mm-hmm. That I don't know if that's more or less appealing to them. Yeah. In that chapter, that's not as long. <laughs> um, and. And I said, it's Jane Fonda, though. Like, I assume you guys probably don't like Jane Fonda. My grandpa was a Vietnam vet, so it's like Jane Fonda comes up, and it's, no, I don't want to watch it. So I hate that it's a show that it's like, just for that reason alone. Like, I want to tell everybody, watch it, watch it, watch it. And oftentimes, I get the resistance of, yeah, but it's Jane Fonda. Uh, Which Mm -hmm. bums me out, because there's so much about the show to like. Mm -hmm. Including including Jane Fonda. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Anyway, so it's an interesting thing that's unique to this show when I try to promote it to people because I super, super love this show. This is one that once I get it going, it's just, it's done in a day and a half. And Mm -hmm. it's like, I waited two years for that. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. Okay, so we got a successful pilot all around. Yeah, let me uh, fire off a couple of quotes that I missed. Um, So... Before um, Grace had got to the table at the very beginning, when you know they're waiting for um, the guys to come and announce that they're gay, mm-hmm. um, Frankie had texted Coyote and said, "Call at nine. Say the cat had a seizure to, to get out of this." Right. Um, you know, also setting up that she does not like Grace. Um, that it's not just a one-way street, which is nice because I feel like it felt pretty Grace-heavy on the hatred. Mm-hmm. Um, so you already said alcohol has its own rules. If anyone is going to sit on Ryan Gosling's face, it's going to be me. (laughs) He steals his brand new chair that he never even got to sit on. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed when, um, so it was as Grace and Frankie had kind of had their falling out. Um, you know, Grace is on peyote or sorry, (laughs) Frankie is on peyote. Grace shows up and they're fighting. Mm Um, she goes, Goodbye to you and all of, or, and all I've ever known. By the way, there's ice cream in the fridge. It was just a very, it was very melodramatic. And then, oh, by the way, yeah. while you're here, like I can still be a friendly, nice human being. That's Frankie. That's very Frankie. Yeah. Um. And then my last one was, your anger is frightening the sand. <laughs> so I actually did miss a couple. Um, okay. You had said, when in that moment when she leaves, when she mm-hmm. runs off. As we say, that's a very Frankie moment. Mm-hmm. First episode. This is us who's seen the entire show. First episode, you have these moments of, ah, that's a very Frankie thing to do. Yeah. Like the characters had their voices really very quickly, mm-hmm. especially Lily Tomlin. Yeah. Um, I've just never seen her do anything that I don't love. Yeah. Like there's things that I love just because Lily Tomlin. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, that and Coyote. Because you said who... We went back to that point. You were saying, mm-hmm. who is she texting? And I yeah. said, Coyote. Like, obviously, Coyote. Yeah. There's nothing obvious about that. It's a first episode of the show. Mm-hmm. And yet, the uh, character dynamics are already understood well enough by the actors, I feel like, and the yeah. writers, producers down the line. So, we actually have a really well-realized slate of characters. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Even for the kids that don't get anything to do, it's pretty clear uh, that they're going to be of important value in the story. Yeah, you still get a taste of their dynamic, even though you don't get a whole lot on them personally. Yeah. So uh, a couple lines that we that I missed. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this is when uh, Frankie's saying that there was clues. If she looks back, there was clues about mm-hmm. Saul. And 
Grace says, yeah, I went into a study for the first time in I don't know how many years, and I saw the books that we mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. It was a big moment for her. That's really what pushed her out of the house. Yeah. Saw the books. It was there under my nose the entire time, um, and kind of recognizes how cold the relationship had gotten. Yeah. And Frankie says, Saul wanted me to wear dildos. <laughs> <laughs> she goes, Again, that's worse. moment, uh, emotional release. Boom, let's break that with something funny. Yeah, absolutely. That's a good point. Yeah. Um, that was it. Yeah, that was good. Awesome. Great. What do we got next week? Weeds. Ooh. We're moving over to Hulu because that's where weeds went. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're following weeds. We are following weeds. You know, it was on Netflix and it was part of this beautiful, it was going to be a Netflix thing, but, you know, they lost it. Hey, let's... What's going on right now in the streaming wars? I have to say, I really, like, spoilers, I really love the Hulu experience. Um, and they very clearly have an easy-to-find both a series description and an episode <laughs> description. More on that next week. That's going to be time-consuming. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Thank you very much for stopping in and enjoying some time with us. Or maybe you didn't enjoy it. I'm not going to tell here? you how you feel. <laughs> <laughs> but, hey, thanks for sticking it out. Write yeah. us some hate mail at pilotspodcast.com. Go follow us at, at pilotsthepodcast on Instagram, at pilotspodcast on Facebook, at pilotsthepod on Twitter, if you've already sold your soul to the devil. Uh, <laughs> and we will see you, or you'll be hearing from us next week. I'm Riker. And I'm Shmi. And this is Pilots.